Yeah. Is unique in that Denny's is so popular there that they thought, let's try out a drive through And it's been wildly popular. Where's Carmen, California? I have no idea, but that's weird. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they even say fans of Denny's lined up in their cars around the building to place their orders, being the first to order Denny's classic favorites like the Grand Slam, Choco Nana pancakes, and more. Um, I didn't know they had Choco Nana pancakes, but I'll take their word for it. I mean, it just any any restaurant that makes your food to order seems an odd choice for a drive through. It does, except for one purpose I can see. Um, is this open 24 hours? Yes, it is. I can totally get people that have been out, like what time do bars close? The drive through is going to be busiest after bars close. Two or three you still or want whatever. Food. Yeah. yeah, you still want food. You don't want to go in and sit and wait for it. Breakfast sounds good, drive through. Now I wonder how long it takes. That's see, that's my problem. We we have a there's a little restaurant on 75th that we go to every so often. That it's a Chinese restaurant, and they make all their food to order, which is to their credit. They don't have a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff sitting around in bins, but um, they have a drive-through because they moved into a building where a fast food joint used to be. Okay, you know what I mean. So they and they just mm-hmm. left the drive-through there. But what they use it for mostly is internet orders. You order online, and then you go to pick it up, and you just go to the drive-thru and say, yeah, it's it's an order for Grayson, and, and they'll say, oh, yeah, pull around, and we've got it ready for you. But you can use it like a regular drive-thru. You can order stuff while you're there, but you got to realize it's going to take 12 to 15 minutes, so you're going to be sitting there gumming up their drive-thru the whole time. And then you're going to have five cars in line at that drive-thru, yep. and that's all you're ever going to be able to have. Exactly. So I've I've never used it. I always just go in because I don't want to be in anybody's way. I don't understand the, the advantage of doing the drive-thru versus mobile ordering on an app. You would think, because I'll just, I'll do it where, on the rare occasion that I go to McDonald's and do it, I'll pull into the parking spot where it says the number, yeah. make the order, say I'm already here, and just do it right there so I don't have to think about it ahead of time. Sure. I could see doing that, making it to pick up a mobile order, like you said. But not, like, how big is this parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> well, because like you said, you're still not in anybody's way. When you park in the little, you know, order online spot, you're still not taking up space in the drive through It is weird. I mean, the other thing about it is most of the food at Denny's is not something you can eat while you're driving. Who's eating, <laughs> who's eating those Choco Nana pancakes behind the wheel? I want to see With that happen. syrup and, and <laughs> yeah. all that. Man, it has been so long since I've been to a Denny's. I would need to look up more of the menu online. Skillets, they used to be known for having skillets. Yeah. Hey, you can't really do that in the drive-thru either, can you? Because you're not taking the skillet home with you. And what's that being served in? Like, you know those tin <laughs> containers sometimes that have the ruffled edge and they put the plastic on top and then you go yep. around the outside? Okay. That maybe is what they can put stuff in to keep it hot. Yeah. Uh, for a little while, anyway. I but hear a lawsuit. Uh, well, uh, yeah, right. Because aluminum is going to transfer heat a lot better than uh, than cast iron. But, yeah, even so, I don't know. It just seems such a weird choice to me because, I mean, for all the reasons that we just outlined, it seems like it would take a lot of time. Either that or the other irritating thing about this is, does that mean that Denny's could always have had my food out to me in, like, 30 seconds? <laughs> They just make I mean, me sit there and wait for 10 minutes for the sport of it? Well, so what's going to be faster then, going through the drive-thru or going in? Oh. Are they going to serve the drive-thru first? 
Yeah. Because you're waiting, and then are they going to charge you more? (laughs) Yeah, well, and how long will it be before Denny's goes the same way that Burger King and McDonald's are going, where they don't even have a, 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 what am I thinking of? Uh, Dining room. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They don't have a dining room anymore. It's just a little kiosk-type drive-through because those are really cheap to run. Here's your mess. I'm on their their, uh, menu now. Okay. The chicken biscuit and gravy bowl. At 1,300 calories <laughs> will be a disaster. Two yes. open-faced biscuits topped with uh, chicken tenders, gravy, and two eggs. And if those eggs are over easy, they, wait, that is going to be a mess. They do biscuits and gravy with chicken and an egg? Yep. Oh, Lord. That's like a cholesterol nightmare. You're not going to be able to move any of your limbs after you finish that. That's like a Food Network challenge or something. Take these things and put them together, <laughs> and this is what they did. I mean, I'll bet it tastes amazing, but mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, it's not exactly health food. Um, <laughs> okay, so what else? we got the biscuits and gravy. Bad idea behind the wheel. Choco Nana pancakes. Bad idea behind the wheel. T-bone steak and eggs? You cutting up a steak oh, while you're driving? Oh, yeah, that's going to be a tough one, unless you have really sharp teeth. <laughs> you're just kind of grabbing the steak and... <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I guess you could just bite it off. I mean, you you could just, as you're driving down the street. I want to see the guy in the next car at the stoplight, <laughs> like looking over at you like, what are you doing? Yeah, you could just put it in a piece of wax paper or something and treat it like it's it's oh, a handheld sandwich or something. Or like when, uh, when, when Atkins was still a big deal and they mm-hmm. had those burgers. I think Hardee's did this where they had the burgers that would come wrapped in lettuce. Mm-hmm. You could do the same thing so you wouldn't get the goo all over your hands and just, yeah. Um, a little tougher with a steak, I think. A couple of, so we were asking ourselves, what else weirdly is is a drive through and you think it shouldn't be? Or what just never ever should be? Thank you to the person who remembered Winstead's for me because I was never going to think of it again. Okay. That's yes. the, the other Smashburger place you always can't remember? It's the Steak and Shake alternative, <laughs> but it. not Steak okay, and Shake, yeah. yeah. You're right. Winstead's does it made to order in the drive-thru. And I don't, you have to wait a little bit. I mm-hmm. don't think it's, I mean, those burgers are pretty thin and fast to cook. Um, it was somebody else brought up uh, Culver's. And you know what else I would put in that same boat? Um, just because, again, it takes so long. And you can see it because especially the one that's just up Shawnee Mission Parkway from here always has a line. It doesn't matter what time of day it is, is Raising Cane's. Still have never been. It's it's good. I, I've said before, I think it's a little pricey for what it is, but it's real good. And uh, it just seems to take forever. I, I never use the drive-thru. I do the same thing. I mobile order and go in. They've got a little rack that's right up there at the front of the restaurant. I go in, pick up my bag, and head back out. It's got me thinking, like, who's the worst in terms of wait time in the drive-thru? Used to be Steak and Shake, but they closed. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I always just went in. Um, like Fazoli's comes to mind. I don't know if we have Fazoli's here. <laughs> yeah. But that was always weird in a drive-thru. There's also one, yeah, about two miles from here. Uh, that does seem strange. Because, again, even if, if you're not just worried about the weight in the drive-thru, who's eating spaghetti and meatballs while they're driving? Only if with, with a bib. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing. <laughs> Red Lobster. You there you go. There's the next one that needs a drive-thru. We need a drive-thru Red Lobster. The only way this works, I think, is if you do a limited drive-thru menu. Yeah. You, you know, like happy hour, right? You do a limited, here are the eight things that you can get in the drive-thru. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're Denny's, uh, you could do wings. You know, like you said, happy hour food, pub food. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the little, it, it's not Denny's, it's Applebee's, but the, the little wonton tacos thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It, and, you know, finger food. That's, that's the whole point of eating behind the wheel is that you can pick stuff up and not have to worry about it dripping all down your hands. 
or like what co- like pancakes cook fast. You know, what what yeah. can be done quickly so that in the drive-through. Well, yeah, yes and no. Pancakes c- cook quickly, but it's not I mean it's it's not 10 seconds. It, I mean, you still have to wait a little while and and flip them over and cook the other side. So, yeah, it it's you're still getting back into that raising canes area where you're going to be waiting for a little while to get your food. 913-586-7798. They think it's going to be a huge success. And they would not do it if they weren't uh, if they weren't sure about it. So, all right, speaking of breakfast, we'll take a break here. News about Big Biscuit is coming out. We'll get to that here on KMBZ. I mean, it's not a good situation. Um, and and the, a couple of you mentioned on the text line as we were teasing this one that the reason for the change in management is that the guy who started the place, Dan Gerson, died uh, earlier this year. And it was family members who took over the restaurants in Independence and Blue Springs, which employees said are both independently owned. And uh, our texter referred to some bad blood maybe between the new management and the board. Um can't verify that, but it, I mean, it's such a dramatic move. And we were just talking about, I mean, Big Biscuit came up in conversation here about a week and a half ago. And one of our callers said that they were just about to open a new one in this area, in the, the mm-hmm. Mission Merriam, you know, Shawnee area. And my thought at the time was there's already two. <laughs> I mean, there's already two right within a couple of miles of each other. Why would you put another one in here? But, I mean, they didn't ask me. I guess they're, they're selling a lot of biscuits. But why would you just shut the doors and not even tell anybody that the stores were going to close? That seems awful. So a couple of former employees uh, that Fox 4 talked to said when Gerson's family took over, they did a 90-day audit. And then shortly after, the systems were shut down. Like, they wanted to be more involved. They wanted to take 90 days, check everything out, and then be more involved. And for some reason, they then decided to shut these two down. Uh, The president of Big Biscuit, Chad Oferdahl, put out a statement. Um, We're working diligently with the Gerson family on options to reopen those two stores. I don't get the sudden closing, though. I I don't get the, why not give everybody a month? Why, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, The only time that I've, I've seen that happen is when an entire chain was going under. Now now that I've said that, let me make clear, I am in no way saying that Big Biscuit is in danger of going under. (laughs) Okay, I know nothing about Big Biscuit's finances or the health of the other stores or any of that. Uh, I can only take them at their word that they're trying to get the two stores that closed back open. But the only times that I've seen restaurants, Casa Gallardo was one of the ones that did that, uh, oh, probably about 10, 12 years ago where the last few, I mean, they'd been slowly dying off as a chain, and then the last few gave up the ghost like that overnight. They just locked the doors and and put a sign on the door to all the employees saying, we're closed for good, goodbye, go get another job. If you've ever been on the receiving end of that, 913-586-7798, I also have never been in a Big Biscuit. Like, is this a loss for... For those of you that go out to breakfast more than I do, mm-hmm. is this a loss? But also, if you've ever been on that receiving end of, hey, your job is gone yeah. today, or you just show up to work and it's closed and you're not told, what's that like? Definitely. Yeah, I, I've never eaten inside one, but we've done takeout from there uh, more than a few times. And I will say the one nearby here is always packed and there's always a line to get in. In fact, that side of the parking lot 
<laughs> especially on Saturday and Sunday mornings, forget it. You're not getting anywhere close. So I had to look at a map. Um, let's see. We've got Westport, Prairie Village, Shawnee. Are there more than that? I think- yes. Overland Park. Okay. Northland. Lynette, there's a bunch of them. The Lenexa locations, yeah, that's that's the one that I was thinking of that is close enough. We usually get order from the Shawnee one, but the the Lenexa one is also close enough to the house. It's it's about the same drive, so it just seems strange to me that they were going to put another one in the same area. But again, why these two? Yeah. Why are these two the ones that they suddenly decided to close? Like you said, if they're all busy, I can't believe that these two wouldn't be. Right. And and they are, I mean, I guess geographically, they are kind of outliers being the farthest east by quite mm-hmm. a bit. But uh, that really doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes you want to be that spread out. It's still in the region. I mean, you're talking about m- at most maybe a 30 minute drive from one to the other. So I don't know that that's it. To me, that's what you want. Yeah. Like, think about what Whataburger is doing. Sure. That's why you're strategically going around town. If you're way out east like that, you're getting people that are beyond Kansas City metro limits that are coming in from the other direction then. That makes total – I would guess those would be super busy for that reason. Exactly. And it also seems like of those two, I mean, Blue Springs especially and to a lesser extent but almost the same, Independence. You want to talk about a custom-made audience for a restaurant like Big Biscuit? There they are. So I don't know if they're going to reopen them. They say they're working to – um, should I be surprised that a company this size has a board? Is that more common than I realize? The, the, because they're only regional? Why, yeah. why would you? Yeah. Uh, is that is that more common? What I heard the texter say their board didn't get along with, I was surprised to hear that a company like that, that does seem would have a board. A, a little strange, especially for something that was family owned. Right. Uh, or, or at least family founded because I uh, at, at our height, Long before I was born, when when the family business that built the, you know whatever family fortune there was, which is long gone now, um, w- when that was still a going concern, I think at the height of it we had either seven or nine restaurants, and it was all run under the corporation that was my grandfather, my grandmother, my father, and my uncle. That was it. If you have thoughts here, nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Um, we also, we do, okay, yeah, we'll yeah, let's, hold on here for a sec. Yeah, let's go ahead and, and go to the phones on this because Jerry in Kansas City has got something he wants to throw in on this. Hey, Jerry. Hey, you guys are trying to figure out, I think, on how that, why those shut down. What I read yesterday was that the owner died, the original owner died, yep. and the family wanted nothing to do with it. So basically they just said, we're done. So there you go. It's that's interesting because they, I mean the the guy that's running it now is saying that they're working with a family to try to keep them open. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, the the owner, I mean, I personally know him. He's from down to shoot Oop, Kansas. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm sure they're trying to keep them open. You know, because they're going to make money off of it. Yeah. But the I don't remember the guy's name, but he died, and the family said, "Man, we don't want anything to do with it." So there you go. Okay. It was right. Gerson. Yeah, Dan Gerson. As far as we know, yeah. Um, all right, Jerry, thanks. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that may very well be, I mean, if the rest of the family just doesn't want to be in the restaurant business and just wants to sell out. But at that point, I mean, what good does closing the, the two restaurants do and keeping the other ones open? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that, that makes sense. 60 employees. So you wonder, can they go to other locations or do they just have to sit and wait? I assume they're not being paid. 
uh, while all this waits out. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, they, if they've shut their doors, then, yeah, you're up a creek, unfortunately. How about Josh in Overland Park? Hey, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Good. What do you know? Great. Well, I don't know a whole lot. I know that I've been on the restaurant industry for over 20 years, um, all throughout the state of Kansas, and it sounds like a shady deal. That's really what it sounds like. I'd say two things. Either the new ownership's getting screwed over or – um, big biscuit, big biscuits about to go under. Man, I hope not. I, like I said, I've seen this happen before, and that's usually what it portends. But uh, I hope that's not the case because it is a great model, and I would hate to see a business doing that kind of business on the Kansas side. You know, just go down the tubes because of of something like this because of losing the founder. Yeah, I think they're trying. You know, they they could be too big. There is such thing as that, you know, and this, in, this industry is tough right now. You know, finding a, finding help is tough, you know, and, and, and those locations, I don't know what uh, the demographic is, you know, to, to, to find, to find help, you know, that could be something they're dealing with as well. But, you know, I tell you what, I've done, I've done a lot of rebrands and uh, one rebrand that comes to mind is, is one that, uh, one that I did and we, we actually had to let go all of our employees, um, you know, very tough situation, but we gave everybody the option to, to, to reapply and, and, and get hired back. And, um, you know, that's with a rebrand. So this Big Biscuit situation is, is totally different. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. And when, when we learn something, we'll certainly pass it on to you, Josh. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for thanks, getting in. Josh. Appreciate you getting in. Uh, if you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. Uh, okay. We have a scientist talking about food, talking about something I think most of us would never put in the microwave that he says you can. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. I am a student of Gordon Ramsay, who, mm-hmm. if he saw this story, would take all those naughty words he's known for and put them all together in one rant and go nuts because this goes against everything i've heard him say about how to cook a steak mm-hmm. yeah uh well first rule of cooking any meat whatsoever under the face of the or on the face of the earth under the sun is never put meat in the microwave if you want something that's going to be at all edible so when we when we saw this scientist come out and say no no cooking into the microwave is the perfect way to cook a steak i have questions He's a physicist. His uh-huh. name is George Vikinis. He doesn't think you should cook the whole thing in, in the microwave. Don't cook it all the way through. Okay. But he says, but there are two things in this that I, and if, boy, if we open the phones now. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the things he says is don't salt the steak. Eventually you're going to put it in the pan. Don't salt it. Ah, S&P, the choice for me. Every chef I've ever known on every TV show I've ever watched and every every restaurant I've ever been to has said, what's the line out of the bear? Salt it like the sea. Yes. Yeah, salt it like the sea. I mean, it's it, absolutely. And it, you mentioned Gordon Ramsay. Isn't his deal with steak searing it in the pan and then finishing it in the oven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so it cooks all the way through, but uh, you get a hard sear on the outside first. Right, right. So you can get that nice, crispy, that, that, that seared flesh that we like so much on the outside of it. Um, yeah, now I, I know part of the problem with cooking meat in a microwave, especially if you're cooking it from raw, I mean, reheating anything can kind of work okay in a microwave, but like trying to cook a raw chicken breast in the microwave or a raw steak or anything like that, ich, um, is that one of the things you can do is put aluminum foil around the edges. 
because it keeps the edges from cooking. It, usually, if you try to cook, uh, if you put a chicken breast in the microwave and just put it on high, the edges are going to get overdone while the middle is going to still be raw. Even if it, even if it was raw, not frozen when you put it in there, the edges are going to cook first, and it'll be gross. You're going to put tin foil in the microwave? Yeah, aluminum foil. It it doesn't do the same thing that putting ferrous metals in there does. Okay, I've never, never done that. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of like the only experience I've ever had that comes even close to this is when I've put meat in the microwave to thaw it, to defrost it. Okay. And you go too far with it. Like you got your temperature wrong. You're supposed to defrost on a lower temperature and you go high power. I've cooked chicken in the microwave on accident because I've let it go too long. It is not pleasant. No, no. It's not what you want. Right. It gets rubbery because as we've talked about before, the highest temperature that you can achieve in a microwave is 212 degrees. It's boiling point. Mm -hmm. So I, there are tricks you can use to, uh, you know, uh, like those little things that they used to use for hot pockets. I'm sure they probably still do. I just haven't had a hot mm -hmm. pocket in a, in a while where you have that little, uh, it's, it's a cardboard box with open ends that's silvery on the inside and you put it in that to kind of brown it. There are some tricks that you can do to to make it kind of, you know, to, to fool the microwave into getting hotter than it normally would. But still, it's not, I mean, with a steak, you want like 400, 425 degrees. So here's his reason. This is this is the explanation here. It, it, this is accomplished in other ways, but this is how he does it. Um, he said that it's about heat transfer. Yeah. And so first he says, leave your steak out and get it to not quite room temperature, but leave it out for a while before you cook it. And he says, that's not enough. He said, because steaks are only heated directly for a short time, the energy from the pan doesn't have long enough to transfer into the meat. And they said the interior will still take too long to cook. Yep. So he says, warm it in the microwave for a few minutes before you put it in the pan. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but, but I mean, if you're still going to cook it in the pan, why don't you just cook it in the pan? I mean, what's warming it in the mic? I guess, is he making the case that it's going to be, it's going to hold on to the moisture a little bit better that way? And it's going to, the inside is going to, won't be so cold. Like your outside of the meat, yeah. if it sits out, is going to be more room temperature, but the inside's still really cold. That brings the inside of the meat up to where the outside is. Got it. So that when you cook it, it cooks more evenly all the way through. I don't get the not salting thing. He says it's about it draws the water out. Yeah, it will. Which makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so if if you're going to do it his way, I guess the ideal situation would be to cook it, get it almost done, and that's when you hit it with the salt and pepper um, is so that it doesn't have a chance to dry out the center of the steak. But even even so, I mean, putting a bunch of like kosher salt on the outside of the steak like that, I don't know how much it's going to draw from the middle. That seems like it would take a long time. And you want it to stick. Yeah. Part of the point of cooking it in the pan with the salt on the outside at the beginning is to let it flavor the meat. Yeah. That's the point. You know, so Gordon Ramsay tells me. You know, Montreal steak spice really should be part of this conversation. We'll, uh, we'll go to the phones if you want in. <laughs> if you have an opinion on, on every line cooking, cooking a steak in the microwave, <laughs> uh, then by all means, 913-586-7798. We'll kick it off with Jacob in Plant City. Hello, Jacob. Oh, always got to get a letter kidding line in there, don't you, <laughs> Got to. Got to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, what, I mean, what, what kind of sick person cooks a steak 
through. I mean, I want, I want a good vet to be able to bring that thing back. Yeah, you sound like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll tell you how I cook my steaks here in a minute. But and I'll uh, when we get off the phone, I'll I'll send it to you in the chat here. But I watched a video last night of two dudes took some steaks, cut them up into squares, and cooked them in a toaster. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll, 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 I'll go find it. I'll send it to you. I, I hope but, it was uh, a very old toaster. No, it's actually a newer one. Wow. That's interesting it, because it, the newer I, toasters do not get anywhere near hot enough. You know, believe it or not, it actually it looked like it actually worked out pretty good. Cool. But um, as, far as, as far as cooking the steak goes, in my opinion... I mean, the only the only way I'd cook anything like that inside the house, period, is if I'm surveying it. Other than that, I'm cooking it outside. Either I'm building a fire and cooking it, or I'm cooking it on the Traeger, something. And then I'm hitting it onto the griddle to reverse steer it. And, I mean, Montreal's steak is good and all, but you need to try fire and smoke black and tan. And it's, it's uh, black, black salt. Um, pepper, rosemary, and a couple other things. Oh, okay. I'm and, in. And you get, I, when your steak is done, I mean, you get this beautiful black bark on it, and it's just so good. That does. It's That sounds amazing. I, I will definitely put that on the list. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that Jen's sitting on the couch right now at home on Amazon ordering some. I, so. I would say you, you, can, you can get it on Amazon. I hop on mine at Walmart. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I'll, I'll head out after the show. Thanks, Jacob. There you go. Thanks, yeah, Jacob. Appreciate it, buddy. Jamie, I want you to do me a favor. Um, yeah. I, I just put a link up at the bottom of our thread there. <laughs> so I wasn't can, the only one that wondered. Yeah, can Text you, lines come in a lot, too. Can you do me a favor and, and just read the first couple of sentences under the subheading aluminum foil, please, just for me? It's even highlighted in purple. Um, aluminum foil can be safely used in a microwave, but certain guidelines must be followed to prevent damage to the oven. The following describes the proper use of foil, aluminum foil, when microwaving. Do, 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 do. It may be used on the parts that you don't want to overcook, like the leg tips or the ends of a leg of lamb. Yep, yep. Small amount of foil. Yeah. Uh, should also be pressed close to the food item. Do not completely cover any item with aluminum foil. That do not is leave key. metal twist ties that may be on bread packages or other food items in plastic bags. That will act as an antenna and will cause uh, damage to your oven. It gets into other stuff. The metal clamp on a turkey will have to be left in while defrosting, defrosting since it is frozen to birth. Why were we always told by our mothers not to put metal in the microwave? Because you, well, and see, that's the difference. Um, you, ferrous metals, anything iron-based, cannot go in the microwave. Uh, it will screw things up like crazy. But aluminum foil, as long as you don't put a sheet, and there's two reasons why they tell you don't cover it completely. The first reason is if you cover what you're cooking completely with aluminum foil, it's never going to cook. The, the, the waves themselves will not get to what you're trying to cook. The second reason is you've just put a metal bottom or an, an aluminum bottom all the way across, which means you're just reflecting the microwaves back all around the oven. It's, it's, it's not a good idea. But to use a small amount, which is what I said, around the edges of a piece of meat to keep that from cooking while the center cooks... That's perfectly acceptable. But yeah, uh, I made the mistake one time of putting a glass pan lid 
in a microwave over over the top of a plate, forgetting the fact that there's a screw that holds oh. that holds the handle on. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, let me tell you the smell of the smoke that came out of that microwave after the first ten seconds. But no, aluminum foil doesn't do that. Um, unless again, you make a giant you know, hunk of aluminum foil in the middle of it. But yeah, immediately after I said that, of course, the text line's got 12 people screaming at me. You can't put aluminum foil in the microwave. You can. Just you just have to question. know what you're No, yeah. I, That's and, all. And you ask it very cordially. <laughs> uh, and didn't call me all the names I'm now being called on the text line. But, but yes, uh, you can. You just have to know what you're doing. So if you don't, I would suggest watching a few videos. Check out YouTube and, and maybe you can find them. So I think that's our problem. I don't trust myself to know what I'm doing there. I should just leave it in my head that I can't do it. Yeah. Because I won't remember. That's fine. What the right. Just like we were always told never put plastic in the microwave. Well, uh, Or it would melt. uh, Yeah. You can do it a little bit. Some plastics will. And some plastics are are tougher than others when it comes to that stuff. But um, the same principle exists. Like if you, you know, the little Swanson pot pies. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you do what nobody does and read the instructions on those, because <laughs> uh-huh. because all we do, our brain scans that we want temperature, time. That's it. That's all I know. Okay. And right now. 65 as minutes. As fast as possible. There's 35 minutes at 350 degrees. Great. I'm done. But it tells you on the instructions to do the same thing, to take aluminum foil and wrap it around the outside so that you don't burn the edges of the, of the crust while it's cooking in the oven, in the regular oven. Well, the same principle okay. exists in the microwave. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're straying into leave your butter out of the refrigerator territory here. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let's <laughs> let's go to Alex and KCK. He's got a word or two on this one. Hey, Alex. Hi, guys. Uh, interesting conversation. Thanks for having me. You bet. Yeah, I'm kind of paranoid about that aluminum foil gig. Uh, last week, I accidentally left a spoon in a bowl that got reheated in the microwave. Yep. And it was not good. <laughs> yeah, did, did it did it spark and look like a lightning storm in there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I caught it before it quite got to that point. God, they, good. they can become bombs, you know. You can you can turn your microwave into a bomb if you put the wrong thing in there. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking air fryer. Uh, that's my go-to anymore. Oh, I'm with for, you. Uh, uh, you know, doing that kind of stuff, but... Boy, oh boy, we all have all kinds of different ideas about how to do things. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Yeah, just be careful. And and Alex, thank you. And Jamie, I'll, I'll thank you for this as well. If you're not comfortable doing that, don't do it. If you think, oh, no, it's going to blow up my mind, don't. Yeah, but it can be done. Like I said, you just have to follow the guidelines. I don't trust myself to remember the guidelines <laughs> or look them up. So Fair enough. I'll just, like, you have me thinking now, here's what my brain is going to do. You are talking about a particular product, and all I think is metal. So now I'm thinking, like, oh, my yeah. my French press has a metal handle. That can't go in the microwave. Mm-hmm. I'm confusing. I'll, I'll never keep straight. What's what? What shiny things can go in there and what can't. Yeah. So, and if you're like me, too, if you ask, too, don't feel bad. Just be nice about it. Well, yeah. Well, well. And, and the foil part of it matters, too, because you're not... I mean, I would I would guess that if you put something in the microwave that is a chunk of aluminum, like he was talking about with a spoon, chances are that spoon wasn't aluminum. But if it was, if you had aluminum cookware, it's too thick. You don't want to go putting that in the microwave. You're never going to get me to leave my butter out of the fridge, text line. <laughs> it's, it, it's already started. The only butter that should be put in the fridge is butter you don't plan to use anytime soon. No, no, no. This is the fight my mom and I have. No, no, no. You're, I, I oh. get it. 
I can't get my brain to leave it out. I, I have a tip for you um, okay. because of that. Now, I leave my butter on the counter, but I'm not going to try to convince you to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, somebody put something up online because if you've ever done this where you think, okay, I have a block of butter and I need to spread it. So I'll just put it in the microwave for 10 seconds. And then you get those rivulets that start coming down in these cavern mm-hmm. things that start opening up. Don't do that. What they said was get a like a Pyrex glass. Mm-hmm. like a really tough glass, and pour boiling water in it. Obviously, don't grab the glass with boiling water in it. That's going to burn your hands. But uh, you put boiling water in the glass and then dump it out. You leave it sit there for a few seconds so the glass gets hot, then mm-hmm. dump it out, put the butter upright on the counter, put the glass over top of it, leave it there for about a minute and a half. It softens the butter, but it won't melt. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So if you ever need soft butter in a hurry... That's that seems to be the best way to do it. Somebody just said I accidentally put something with foil in the microwave and it sparked and caught on fire. Don't do it. <laughs> Were you breaking some of the rules we just talked about? I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, we, we need to get to a break. I know we have callers on hold. Hang with us here. Text line. Keep coming. We'll get to your comments next on KMBZ. Look outside, everyone. It's that yellow thing. What is that? <laughs> I just looked outside like, oh, my gosh, it's not raining. It is now sunny. Is this sticking around? I are hope we, so. Yeah, the are clouds, are, clouds are breaking up a little bit. It's still, I mean, what's out there is still kind of gray, but I'm seeing some blue sky in between. Oh, man, that looks nice. Fantastic. I have so many <clears> errands <throat> to run later. I'm just happy I don't have to do it in the rain. Uh, okay, we start. this started off as a cook your steak in the microwave conversation. John made it about whether it's okay to put metal in your microwave. <laughs> I, or I guess I made to. it about that. I, I, it was my fault because <laughs> I didn't know. Um, and now it's the, the butter on the counter conversation is also happening. It's all out there for you. Somebody just said, <laughs> I tried thawing a frozen banana in my microwave and started a fire. Ruined the microwave. I would love to know what happened there. Yikes. Uh, yeah, remind me never to try that. And I'll tell my my egg story here in just a second. But right now, let's go to Jerry in Grandview. Hi, Jerry. Hey. Hey there. Uh, I was listening this morning, and Jamie had a corn recipe. It was Amy, I believe, not me. Amy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Does anybody have it or know what? <laughs> uh, I, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, what you probably would want to do is go back and listen on the on the podcast. Do you know what time it was? Oh, well, it's probably probably uh, eight to nine or so. Okay. Yeah. Just go go back and check it out on KMBZ.com or on the podcast. You should be able to find it there. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. The only reason I know that is because I opened the text line to get ready for the show. And somebody and referred to And there were comments it. about it <laughs> and questions about it. And I assume it's not Will. I assume that's Amy. So. Oh, very likely. And they do rhyme. Yes. So. Yes. Different it, did it, did, people, did, but did, yes. Did it look tasty? There were just questions about it. Oh, okay. But, but they were good. They were good comments. <laughs> that's a problem just looking at the text line and not hearing the conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which happens a lot with the afternoon show, because I'll sit down, and if you scroll back a little bit, or if I leave the oh, text line open, yeah. I don't have the radio on, but I'm watching the messages that come in, and you think, what are they talking about? I love it. Yeah, because every so often you'll see one that says, it was a possum, stupid. Yeah. And it's like, what? what? <laughs> I want to know what the conversation was that led to that comment coming in. Or it's just random. It's just, you're a dummy, Scott. I'm like, what the, what, what is the, what, what's the deal? Yep. Usually they're nice to the morning. Yeah, absolutely. And then 
they get revved up for us a uh, bit. yeah every so often they get salty all day but you know yeah you never know um but no it, it i mean we've got the big day coming up right just a couple of days away uh and everybody's trying to get those last minute recipes down it's funny that it was a good see now i kind of want to know what it was because about Oh, I don't know, probably 20 years ago, uh, my dad's wife, who grew up in Kentucky, was the one who introduced us to corn pudding. And I was like, oh, oh. there's a thing, and it's fantastic. It's mostly more. Oh, it's mostly condensed milk. So, oh, okay. yeah, I mean, you could never go wrong. When you uh-huh. start there, it's condensed milk and uh, regular whole kernel corn and creamed corn and there's a couple of other things in there. I don't know exactly what they are, but you yeah, bake it for a while, and it comes so you can cut it in squares and stuff. It's great. Okay. Uh, that's, if you're all hungry, <laughs> we're sorry. We get it, too. Amy's was corn casserole, we're being told. Oh, and it was, oh, and it was Will. It was Will. Oh, totally wrong. Okay. Our own wink stare it. All right. We have to get to a break here. Uh, we'll be back in the next hour on KMBZ.